How's everyone doing? Do we have any Laker fans in the house? Any Celtic fans in the house? Anyone who... I'll just have you know I did not condone or, uh, or approve of that message that was just up on the screen. How many people really don't care? Some of you don't care. Okay, okay. I'm a long-suffering Sacramento Kings fan. Proud of it. So in this case, I'm rooting for the Celtics, but I think it's going to be a great series no matter what, don't you? I think it's going to be pretty exciting. You know, the other day I was watching uh, one of the sporting events. You know, sports are great this time of year. I was watching the hockey final yesterday, 6-5. to five. What an incredible first game. Chicago Blackhawks got the lead. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. That's okay. Just bear with me. Hopefully something I say today will benefit you. True fan right there. There's five commercials that came on during the break. And you want to know what three of those commercials were about? About the new app that you can buy for your, your phone. How many of you guys have one of these? You got the iPad yet? Got the iTouch? You got something to download apps on? That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about God's app word. Applying the Word of God to our lives. We're going to talk about that kind of app. And we're actually going to be talking about this for the next number of weeks. Because we're living in an app world. And I ask you, you know, you go home, you watch TV today, just watch how many commercials come on about apps. How many people don't even know what that means yet? Okay. There's a few of you who, you're not with it. You're not there yet. That's okay. That's all right. Take some time. I understand. It's scary. It's a scary world we live in now. Isn't it? The world of apps. Over 15,000 apps are now available for you to download. Some of them are free. Some of them you have to pay a price. As of one year ago, this month, one year ago, over one billion apps have been downloaded. This is a force to reckon with in our world today. Why download an app? Because it's supposed to make your life easier. It's supposed to make your life faster. It's supposed to make your life better. But there's some apps that are out there that are a little weird. I don't know if you've seen some of these. They're a little bit crazy. The simulated EMF reader. If you can't read this, I'll read it for you. This app... The release of the Paranormal State EMF Reader coincides with the third season of A&E's Paranormal State. The device supposedly enables the iPhone and iPod Touch to detect electromagnetic fields that apparently indicate the presence of either a spirit from beyond or dun-dun-dun, a nearby power line. Who knows? This is one of those apps that's free. You don't have to pay anything for it, but you can download it. Impress your friends at school or at work. Walk around work, see if there's any spirits. 
Some of you think your house is haunted. You can check it out and see. The Bubble Wrap app. How many of you, honestly, how many of you have secretly taken out the bubble wrap and started popping all the... Yeah, I know you have. I know you have. In these hard economic times, people just aren't buying enough consumer goods that come packaged in that irresistible bubble wrap. Perhaps that's why Waterflea developed an application that simulates a sheet of bubble wrap. You can pop as long as you like. And there's always more to download free on your iPod Touch or your iPhone. The perfect circle app. Maybe you get bored. You're sitting in class. You got nothing to do. Professor's boring. Sometimes it's the pure simplicity of an application that makes it a little odd. Perfect circle from six corner is as simple as it gets. Draw a circle on the screen with your finger and this app rates it for perfection on a scale of one to 1,000. This application sells for 99 cents. You've got to count the cost. <laughs> I decide. This is perfect for some of you. Some of you can download this right now. And it will help you decide where to go for lunch today after church. Given the number of decision-making apps out there, it appears that all of these widgets and gadgets have fried our ability to make up our own minds. A description of the application puts it this way. Just enter all of your options, give I Decide Spinner a flick with your finger, and let fate make all your decisions for you. Given the audience that this one's aimed at, you have to wonder whether they'll be able to decide if they should buy it. 99 cents. How about this one? Have to pee app. There is an app for this. When you really got to go, have no fear. Have to pee is here. You go, well, why would they have an app for this? I know some of you have been stuck on the 110 freeway. And you've looked off to the side at that furniture outlet. Or that warehouse. And you've wondered, I wonder if there's a bathroom in there, man. I really, this is getting urgent. This free app will search for the nearest restroom and provide information like whether the restroom is for patrons only, if it has a changing table, and how clean it is. Might not be the most exciting app, but it just might save you or your child from an embarrassing moment. All kinds of apps in our world. How is your faith app doing this morning? You know, here in the East Region, we're focused on faith. We're focused on growing our faith in 2010. How is your faith application this year? You know, we've had amazing lessons. I just really want to hold up, and I know he's not going to like this, but I want to hold up Peter Garcia. Peter has done an amazing job this year giving us lessons and insight from the Word of God to try to help us. And ultimately, we know that applause is not about a man, it's about God. And how God is working in our lives and and changing our church and helping us to be focused On faith, because we know it's our faith, ultimately, that's going to please God. And yet we live in a religious world that faith is so misunderstood. Faith is just seen as a simple intellectual belief. If we believe in God, that's enough. And we're going to see from our study today that Jesus said many things that contradict the common idea of faith in our world today. You know, I remember as a As a college student, not unlike Taylor, I thought Taylor did an amazing job sharing her life this morning. Super encouraging and helpful. 
I remember being in that same place in life and growing up very religious and going to church all my life. But 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 really knowing God, really living out the Bible, really applying it to my life. It just wasn't there. It wasn't evident. And some people who thought, well, well, I do most of it, I apply most of it. And yet we're reminded of Jesus' words to the rich young ruler. One thing you lack. See, God is serious. Deadly serious. About making sure that we are living out our faith. And I wonder how many times this year we've heard an amazing lesson on faith. And we've left there going, man, I love church. It's so good. And three days later, we couldn't tell you what the message was about or what's been done in our lives to really change. I hope you're taking notes this morning. I really do. There's a part of me that likes the technology thing, and there's a part of me that doesn't. Because you're not flipping your Bibles. You may not be taking notes. And you know, statistics say that three days from now, if you don't take notes, you're going to forget 90% of what I've said here this morning. That doesn't really encourage me as a preacher. Because, you know, as a preacher, you put a lot of time into a lesson. It takes time. It takes energy. You go, well, you get paid for that. I say, amen, I do. Thank you very much. But this is supposed to be a mutually beneficial relationship. You're not just pray, paying me for an entertaining lesson. You're paying me so your life can change. So your faith will increase. It's not about me. It's about God working through me. But let's work at this together. Amen. You got an app for that? You got an app for your faith this morning? You got that on your phone? You listening to that at work, on the way to work? How is our faith doing today? Let's look at what Jesus says about faith. And the title of the message today is simply, Practice. Practice. I like that word. What what, what is conjured up in your mind when you hear that word, practice? I imagine it might be a little bit different after this lesson today. Let's look at what Jesus says in Luke chapter 46, uh, chapter 6, verse 46 through 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and what? Puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it, because it was well built. Is your faith well built this morning? Is it well built? Well, let's see, what, it, what, what, is the, what is the application? How can we know? The one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Have you ever heard the story of the three little pigs? This is where they came from. comes from the Bible. What's your house being built on? What's it built like? Is it built with straw? Is it built with hay? Is it built with sticks? Is it built with brick? It's going to stand the test when it comes. Is this what your faith is like? Do you put the words of God into practice? 
Jesus says, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. And, you know, if you're going to put the word of God into practice, the Bible says here, you've got to dig down deep. How is your daily relationship with God right now? Are you digging down deep into the scriptures that will grow your faith? Are you digging down deep in your prayer life to spend time with God, to grow your faith? You know, Jesus, he, he, he invokes an image here of, 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 of digging deep. It takes hard work. It takes energy. It takes serious tools, shovels, pickaxes. You've got to get down to the bottom foundational bedrock. But some of us, our morning time with God, we more use like screwdrivers and spades. We're just not getting very deep. And we wonder why our faith is challenged and we wonder why we might not be growing spiritually. We come to church and we're encouraged. Man, that Peter, he could preach the word. Even in our midweeks in the singles and campus ministry, it's been so great. We've had numbers of different brothers up there preaching the word and it's been awesome. So many different people contributing, sharing their heart, growing the faith of the group. But it's not about a preacher. It's not about one lesson. Dig down deep to put it into practice. This is what Jesus meant when he talked about faith. He says, you know, if you really believe this stuff, it will be reflected in your life. If you really believe me, you will live this way. Practice. Are you putting into practice the word of God today? Or maybe a better question is, what areas of your life are you neglecting to put into practice the word of God? You know, practice is a funny thing. Most of us agree, and it's very logical to believe, that practice is important. Is practice important at school? That's why they give homework. Now, we don't like homework. But we understand the purpose of homework. In athletics, is is practice important? Well, it depends on who you ask. To some, it's important. To others, not so much. If if, if a coach say, I miss practice, and y'all hear it, then that's that. I mean, I might have missed one practice this year. But if, if somebody say, he doesn't come to practice, it can be one practice. Out of all the practices this year, that's enough. If I can't practice, I can't practice, man. I'm hurt, I'm hurt. I mean, simple as that. It ain't about that. I mean, it's, it's not about that at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but it's, 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 it's easy to, to, to talk about. It's easy to sum it up. When you just talk about practice, we sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we're talking about practice. I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that. And I'm not, I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. 
But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We talking about practice, man. We talking about practice. We talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We talking about practice, man. When you come in the arena and you see me play, you see me play, don't you? You see me give everything I got, right? But we talking about practice right now. We talking about practice. Man, I look, I hear you. I, it's funny to me, too. Yeah, I mean, it's strange, it's strange to me, too. But we're talking about practice, man. We're not even talking about the game, the actual game, when it matters. We're talking about practice. We'll just, we'll stop it there. How's that sound? There's something very subtle I hope you heard. By the way, did he win any championships? No. Is he a Hall of Famer? Probably. Imagine if he took practice a little more seriously. How good it could be. But notice what he said in there. I know I'm supposed to be the franchise player. I know what I'm supposed to say. I know practice is supposed to be important, but what are we talking about? Practice? We're not talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. Practice. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, what we have to understand this morning, what we're talking about in the Bible is a problem of historic proportions. Historic proportions. Biblical, Old Testament. This has constantly throughout history been the problem with the people of God. They don't put it into practice. Ezekiel chapter 33. My people come to you, as they usually do, and sit before you to listen to your words. But they do not. Put them into practice. With their mouths, they express devotion. They come to church and sing great songs. Their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed, to them, you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well. For they hear your words, but do not put them into practice. How is your faith application this morning? How many times do we come to church and we leave church and nothing changes? And I don't know where you're at this morning, and I know some of us are are, are growing a lot, but all of us need to hear this message this morning. This is Ezekiel. Hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus, what was the problem? Same problem that Jesus is talking about. Hundreds of years go by and people don't get it. Why should we think we're any different? You got to put it into practice. You know, I grew up and went to choir practice a lot, seventh grade. And my friend was a really, really, really good guitar player. We were all convinced, my friend, he, he's so good, he's going to be in a heavy metal band someday. I said, I want to try out as the singer. And I thought I was going to do a really good job. Let me tell you something, I picked the wrong song to try to sing. 
it was kind of pitchy, kind of in the tenor range. That's not my range. It, I, I was so embarrassed when I tried out for the band. I tried to sing the song twice, and I left almost in tears. You know why? Because I wasn't any good. But I like listening to good songs, don't you? I even like love songs. They make me think of my wife, how awesome she is. Love song comes on the radio. I think, wow, my wife's awesome. But it doesn't mean I can sing any better than I did 20 years ago. Now, I do let it go once in a while in the car. I let it fly when no one's around. And I'm sure I look very goofy doing it. I can't play an instrument, but I love listening to people play the instruments. Did you see Derek up here earlier playing? It's awesome. But this is what God's people are like. They come in, they listen to a song, they go, that's awesome. They leave, they can't play, a, they can't play an instrument. They can't sing a song any better just by hearing it. He says, this is what you're like when you don't put my word into practice. When you don't really live it. When you, when you don't come to church going, man, I'm going to leave today and I'm going to be different. I'm not going to be entertained. I'm going to be different. And this scripture talks about it well. Are we here to be entertained? This is an epidemic problem for those of us who've been disciples for more than three years. We, we, we lose that, that expectation that, man, things are going to be really different in my life. Every time the Word of God is preached, it's what changed me from the beginning. It's what's going to continue to change me for the rest of my life. I've got to apply it. There's some instrument players right there. These guys are getting good. They're six years old. They're seven years old. Sammy's there in the background if you see her. Practice. You know what I hear every time I go to my son's violin practice? The question that comes up every week, have you been practicing? And you know, we can give whatever answer we want, but the teacher knows. (laughs) Yeah, he's been practicing. Kind of. Zane, why don't you play something for me? I'll tell you if he's been practicing. God comes to you. Have you been putting your faith in the practice? Yeah, I've been putting my faith in the practice. Really? You think he doesn't know? He sees everything, brothers and sisters. We've got to take this very, very seriously. There's my daughter. First year of softball this year. Could not throw a ball. And I'm not joking. Coach told her at the last game, you are by far the most improved player On the team. Fires me up. (laughs) But I can tell you honestly, it's nothing I did. Practice. That coach made us go to practice two and three times a week for six U softball. Are you kidding me? (laughs) But I'll tell you what, Scarlett got better. Matthew 23. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. By the way, who are the teachers of the law and the Pharisees? They were the ones who knew the Bible the best. So you must obey them and do everything they do, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. 
They do not practice what they preach. What are some areas in our life that we really have to take a look at this morning? And ask the question, God, am I really living the way that you want me to? How about consistency of your time with God? Are you really in your Bible every day? The Bible says that faith is the thing that's going to, the Bible is the thing, the message is the thing that's going to increase our faith. It says that in Romans. But are we really spending time every day in the Word of God to have our faith grown the way the Bible instructs? Our prayer life. I mean, do you really think for a minute that God would send His only Son to die on the cross for you so that you would kind of think about Him every once in a while? So that you would come to church on Sundays? I mean, do you really think that if I married my wife And we were on a great honeymoon and we came home and I said, you know, honey, I love you so much. But in terms of building our relationship, I only have a little bit of time for you. I'm going to make some time on Sunday mornings at 930. I'm going to make some time Tuesday nights, 730. We can hang out together for a couple hours. And I'm just going to think about you occasionally throughout the week. Do you think she would be pleased with that kind of marriage? Why would we think for one minute that God doesn't expect more of our relationship with Him? For so many of us, church is definitive of our relationship with God. Church is it! When all God did was create the church to enhance your relationship with God. Make it better. Make it stronger. Have the community of the believers be together. But it certainly wasn't meant to define it. Your relationship with God is defined day by day. How is your time with God? How about your evangelistic zeal? You know, we talked about this in the campus ministry a couple of weeks ago. The campus ministry is a great example of repentance. So we talked about, you know, we just haven't seen evangelistically the, the, the goals and the dreams realized that we want to see this year. What are we going to have to do? We're going to have to go back and we're going to have to change how we're putting it into practice. And there's a very practical lesson on evangelism. I don't know if you've heard one of those in a while. But God knows how that part of your area of your life is going. And I've been super encouraged to see the brothers and sisters growing and repenting and radically changing their evangelistic zeal. Sacrificial giving. Some of us, we gave more sacrificially, monetarily in the beginning than we do today. What happened? How does that happen? Our relational commitment to God, I'm supposed to say. Are you growing? Or do you have the glory day syndrome? And, and how is it that over time, our faith shrinks? How is it that over time, our convictions could become less? The only way that's possible is if we're not growing with God on a day-by-day basis. If we're taking those basic convictions... And not putting him into practice. Luke chapter 8, verse 19. Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. Sometimes family can get in the way of our faith. You know what I'm saying? But they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. Look what Jesus says. He replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. What is the area of your life this morning? God's word is not being put into practice. 
Look at what this version says. I thought this was really convicting. He replied, my mother and brothers are the ones who hear and do God's word. Obedience is thicker than blood. Wow. Hearing and doing the word. You know, we've talked a lot about it this year. I remember the first time I heard Matthew chapter 28 or John chapter 8. Go make disciples, baptize them, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. To obey, to put it into practice, to do it, to live it. Don't be confused by the religiosity around us that says, oh, it doesn't really matter what you do. Garbage! Obedience is thicker than blood. What changed my life, what transformed my life when I studied the Bible, is that men got into my life and said, look, you're not obeying the word of God. The Bible says you have to obey. You must change. I said, you're right. You're absolutely right. We talk about freedom this morning. To the Jews who had believed, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciples. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will what? Freedom! I love it! I want it! Bring it! If you don't apply it, you won't have it. I mean, these Jews, they believed in Jesus. That wasn't the problem. They believed he was the Son of God. If you hold my teachings, you're really my disciples. Then you're set free from sin. Let's finish up with this scripture this morning. I hope this challenges you and encourages you today to take very serious the Word of God. Why is Kobe Bryant still getting better? Did you see him last night? Ridiculous. Ridiculous shots. I, I hate watching it because I don't like them. It's true. I don't. But, undeniable. Guy's a stud. Why? Well, I don't hear, I don't hear interviews like good old AI up there from Kobe. Practice not that big a deal. No. Practice makes all the difference. We, brothers and sisters, we know this. We respect it. We, we, we love seeing a professional at the height of their career. We know the work it takes to go into that. We love seeing an athlete put it, leave it all out there on the field. Just going, man, we marvel. We amaze. How do we think they got there? Practice. Why would we think it's any different in our relationship with God? Philippians 4.9. Let's finish here. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. In other words, apply. You got an app for that? You got a faith app this morning? Apply it. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Keep putting into practice. That doesn't end at any point in our lives. God's expectation, God's call for us is to continue to put into practice the things we're learning. How many of us have arrived? How many of us are there? We made it. We're good. We're done. None of us. It's a never-ending expectation that God has for us. Then the Bible says, God will be with us. Church, this morning we just need to understand our faith must be practiced. God's app word. Are you going to apply the word of God to your life? 
Will you make a decision this morning? I am going to double my efforts, redouble my efforts, triple my efforts to put the Word of God into practice. Amen.